Hey everyone, welcome back to Untucked. Um, on this week's episode, our Coach's Corner discussion is about some experience we've had, experiences we've had recently with clients and their interactions with unregulated product salespeople. Then we're talking about big data, um, social norms from the past to the future, and finally, online dating. Uh, so stay tuned. The opinions discussed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect the opinions or views of FC Advisory, the Financial Coach Group, or the New Wealth Project. Nothing discussed on this podcast should be interpreted as investment advice. Welcome back to Untucked. This is Megan. And Mike. And this is Jeff. Well, that was enthusiastic. <laughs> you have a fun fact for us? Oh, yes. Uh, sorry. So, Pittsburgh is the only city. Do you know this one? Pittsburgh is the only city that has three sports teams that all wear the same color. Oh, that's a good I one. I knew that. You did? Oh. Yeah. I mean, did you know that, or are you now just saying you know no, that? No, I knew that. I thought about that before. How odd that, like, other cities don't follow kind of the same color pattern for their teams, except for Pittsburgh. You think they should? Yeah, I do. I kind of do. When Is we... there something significant about the black and yellow? I don't know. They only have no, three sports teams, right? True. That's correct. Thought that was an interesting fact. That was one of your better ones, in my opinion. <laughs> Um, okay, so we birds were on bye week. We're re- week removed from their win over. Who did they beat last week? Chicago. Chicago. And then the Cowboys lost, so they're tied for first place in the division. Technically, I guess they're tied. Yeah, eight and eight might win the division. What do you mean technically? It's well, not technically. if it ended now, the Cowboys would be in over them because they beat us. Well, right, but they have to play them again. Yep. Yep. Okay. Do we have any thoughts on birds? I still stand where I've been all year. I mean, they're I'm, not I'm, making the playoffs. I'm worried. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I mean, yes. I think I'm more worried now than I was after they beat. So they beat the Bears, and they. I forget who they played before the Bears. Um, I know they went. They beat the Vikings in Minnesota, and then I think they lost to somebody, and then they beat the Bears. Yeah, they lost to a – I forget. Anyway, um, you know, I was starting to feel like, okay, maybe they, they're, they're, they're starting to feel themselves a little bit. But I don't know. I mean, Deshaun's out for the year. That's a biggie for me. Um, Nelson Aguilar looks like dog shit. Zach Ertz is irrelevant. Alshon Jeffrey's old as shit. Is Jordan Matthews back on the team? Yep. The fact that that's our saving receiver, that's all you need to know. They're in trouble, man. Well, they lost to the Vikings, lost to the Cowboys, then beat the Bills, then beat the Bears. That's right, the Bills. That's the one I was thinking of. But then they have Pats, Seahawks, back-to-back. Then Dolphins, Giants, Redskins. I think they have to win. Cowboys. I mean, three and two. Three wins, two losses right there. They have to win either the Patriots or the Seahawks game. They have to win one of those games. 
in my opinion. I mean, technically, they don't have to, right? True. I mean, depends. They got to win out. They have to win all of their division games. In order for me to be on board <laughs> with the birds, they got to win one of these two games. Okay. Because I just, I heard an interesting commentary today, and the guy was basically defending Carson Wentz, with went Carson Wentz, which I completely agree with. Mm-hmm. Like he hasn't played phenomenally, but he has. No one. He's not the problem. He's got no one. Look at the people I just I talked about. Alshon Jeffrey is not Alshon Jeffrey. Nelson Aguilar stinks. <laughs> Zach Ertz is not a- around. Uh, who's the other guy? Matt Collins or Hollins? Ma- he stinks. Hollins. He has one catch in the last 212 snaps. I read somewhere today, and it's probably someone just being too tough on him, but that, like, he's statistically the worst player in the league. <laughs> he's the worst player in the league. <laughs> After, like, so many stats. I don't know if that's true. Plus, he's, like, number 16 or something like that. You can't be number 16 and oh, be like a, his a receiver. Jersey number? Yeah. Like, who allowed that? Dude, there is zero offensive talent outside of Carson Wentz. And for that reason, I'm, I'm out. out. <laughs> For that reason, I just don't, like, I'm not optimistic. Like, how can they go anywhere? I just think, I mean, they get in by the skin of their teeth, and then the playoffs is Yeah, you're just, game. you're just you just got to make there. They, They're going to need, I don't want to just make the playoffs just so we get an extra game to watch them get their brains beat in by, like, whoever. Yes, you do. No, I don't. I want, because <laughs> other years I would I would say that, Dude, they get in, you never know. Because they had talent. They have no offensive talent this year. They have no offensive <laughs> talent. They have no chance of beating a good team that's in the playoffs, that's rolling, that's ready to go. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, you too. <laughs> that's the thing with football. It's one game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, think they need, I think they need a little bit more talent on offense. Good thing is these are all recorded, so yeah, we can come back. Look, if all of those guys I just mentioned start getting back into their normal form, because I don't know what's going on with them, then yeah, of course. If Alshon is Alshon and Nelson could be the Nelson that he was in the Super Bowl two years ago, he had an unbelievable game. I don't know what happened since. Or before then. He was pretty bad up until that point. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Flyers? Sixers? Yeah, well, Flyers are all of a sudden looking good, legit, playing fast, good. The young guys are good. I mean, I think people that are paying attention are kind of liking what they're seeing. You know, they're they're like, if the, I mean, it's not even a quarter of the way through the season, but they're one of the top, I don't know, three teams in their division now after a little bit of a shaky start. I haven't really tuned into the Flyers mm-hmm. yet. Like, I definitely haven't watched a full game. Um, and they really haven't been on my radar. I, I've heard some rumblings that there was some concern about the kid. Hart, the goalie? Yeah. Well, yeah, what, he, had a, he had a couple of bad ones, but he, he's looked good. Why, 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 does, why does a goalie have two bad games? He's, he's 19, 20 years old, by the way, right? Um, not yet. Yeah, I think he might even be 19. Yeah. He has two bad games, and all of a sudden, oh, we have a concern about Carter Hart. Like it's he just may- that he looked really bad doing it. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was like, oh, maybe everyone's wrong about this kid. But 
in two co- games, really? Yeah, but it's all confidence. Yeah. It's like probably the one position in sports that it's all in your head. I mean, not all in your head. Obviously, you have to be able to play. But the best ones are just like mentally so tough. Who, did, who was the last team they played? Who did they play last? I went to the shootout with Boston. Bruins. Yeah, he looked pretty good in that game. What, was it was good. Yeah, really good. I caught a little bit of yeah. that. Um, I'm a little, I'm a little disappointed. I just, I don't know any of the players anymore. What? I they mean, they only I, have like three kids who are new to the team this year. Yeah, I guess so. I just, I guess I'm still just mourning Simmer being gone. <laughs> Um, yeah, because Voracek's still there, Giroux's still there, Coots, uh, uh, Coots is still JVR. there. JVR, JVR's back for the third time, right? <laughs> At least, yeah. 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 All right. Well, tune in. So next week we okay. can have a little banter. Right. They play tonight. Uh, no, tomorrow night. That's right. Sixers play tonight. Sixers. Sixers are six and three. Had a rough West Coast stint. Lost to the Suns. Nuggets and Jazz, I guess. Wow. Yeah. Um, Ben's hurt. Missed two games. Questionable for tonight. Still the AC joint issue? Yeah. They play. I think they play at home tonight, so hopefully them being home will turn it around a little bit. They beat the Hornets on Sunday, so we'll see. Hornets a tough team this year? No. Hornets are bad. Yeah. The three teams that they lost to are good teams. I mean, the Suns were the worst team in the league last year and have like looked really, really good to start this season. Um, I think it's like kind of set, setting in now that like like the season's a long one. Like Al Horford's not playing tonight; they're resting him, so I think that's going to be something that happens pretty often with this group, um, which I'm fine with. So I listened to again some more interesting commentary. And it was sent around in B today. Yeah. It might have been yesterday. And again, I didn't necessarily disagree. The guy was basically just saying he's the guy. Like Embiid is just soft. Embiid. Yeah. Is soft. Well, his little tummy issue in the playoffs last year, and now they're resting him again. I mean, I, I'm just, and this is my, this has been my beef with him. You know, he he when when he's dominating a player. He's like waving to the crowd, and he's and he's and he's flexing his muscles, and he's talking shit on social media, and he's just a tough guy. And then he gets like a little, he eats too many like chicken wings, and he doesn't play in the playoffs last year. And somebody beats him up on like a on a on a Sunday matinee game, and he's like head down, and he's got this puss face on. Like I kind of didn't disagree with the guy. He's a little soft. I would not use the word soft to describe Joel Embiid. What would you use? Maybe a little immature. Maybe maybe not like mentally where he needs to be. Sure, I I can get on board with that. I think being sick in the playoffs, like shit happens. Like I I have to believe that like if he was capable of playing better, he would have played better. I mean, like they're humans. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess he's he's still a TBD in my. I mean, because I just don't get that he puts out this tough guy. Dude, he's per- like the best center in the league. I agree. He's tough. I, 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 I again, I, I don't know if I would say he's tough. Like, I wouldn't say he's like Brett Favre tough. 
What do you mean? Like, strap on a pair. Dude, I'm sorry. Get an IV, get out there in the playoffs, and play play strong. Like, that's tough. Michael Jordan, sorry, was <laughs> tough. He would play with the flu, and he'd play well. And he wouldn't mope around. Up, did you see the story that Jeremy Roenick told about him? The beers? Yeah, playing 36 holes and drinking beers all day, and then going out and dropping 52 on Cleveland. <laughs> like, and saying he was going to do it. Like, that's tough. That's, well, that's fucking that's stupid. That's it's not tough. tough. <laughs> no, so Michael Jordan played every game for 82 games and did nothing in his offseason. That's not how it works anymore. They work out from start to finish. They don't take breaks. They deserve and should get rest. If he's going to play better in the playoffs this year than he did last year, if he's going to be healthy in the playoffs, he needs to rest. He needs to take nights off and they're good enough to get a one or two seed with him doing that. So that he absolutely should do it. I'm not talking mostly about the, the rest. I, I get that. He's a big dude, so he needs probably more rest than everybody else. It's more the, the personality. And I'm, I'm going to hope from what you're saying that he just needs to grow up a little bit more. I hope he Would grows up. Would you take anybody else in the league No, of course him? not. Okay. I want him to be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anything more on sports? No, that's good. So for our coaches' corner discussion this week, um, we've had a couple of recent interactions. Well, our clients, I should say, have had a couple of recent interactions with unregulated product salespeople. We basically wanted to talk today about the marketing, I guess, that these people employ. Um, the scare tactics that they use in an attempt to sell products. Sell product, yeah. Um, in a way that's really like sleazy, <laughs> in our opinion. So I had a conversation today with a client about um, the better a, a better financial plan. This guy Dean Bagnosi, who sells merchant. What do they call them, Mike? Cash Mer- merchant cash advances, life settlements, um, commercial real estate, and litigation financing. So, like, you get in a car accident and you're waiting for the insurance people to pay you, but you don't have any money. So then they they lend you money at a ridiculous rate, and then when you get your your settlement, your lawsuit settles, then you can pay them back and interest. So I was talking to a client about it, and they're like, "What do you think?" And I said, "Look." I don't really have a strong opinion on the products themselves. Like if there's a way that you can get a high interest rate on something, that's fine. My issue with with it is the way it's marketed. Right? His his website says increased return or like lower risk, higher return, something like that. Increased return, reduced risk. That's bullshit. Like your your merchant cash advances are junk bonds. In fact, I would probably argue they're worse than junk bonds. So of course you're getting a 12% rate of return. But there is the potential or that you're taking you're taking risk. And for you to say in your marketing that it's not risky is just misleading. That's my beef with them is how right. misleading they are. Cuz they they're, they're just their sales taxes tactics are slimy they're all the same but they all and they all sort of 
lean on the same tactic, which is, and I'm, when I say they all, I'm talking about also crash proofing people like that who basically say Wall Street and the markets are a casino, they're rigged, there's going to be a crash, we all know it, yada, yada, yada. Now, look at my product, which has nothing to do with stocks or, or markets. It's, to your point, Jeff, lower risk, higher return. And what what's not really talked about is, yeah, what it is, is in a lot of cases, it's like Joe's Pizza Shop has, has an oven fire and they don't have 12 grand to get it, buy a new oven. And this is the financing that comes in to allow that pizza shop to stay afloat. Yeah. And it comes at like a 30% interest rate or whatever. Yeah. I mean, is that low risk? Of course not. No. And, and our client that I was talking to today was like, look, I've, I've been in those situations. And I've been there where we're trying to you know, get another property, but we didn't have the liquidity to get that other property. So I've taken advantage of that financing. And two months later, I paid it back. I go, that's great. But there's hundreds of people in this pool. Some of them are like you but some of them aren't like you. And you couple that, you know, the, the people that are trying to buy a home that really can't afford it, and then you couple that with an economic downturn and they lose their job. How, like, these funds are going to lose a shit ton of money. And God, I freaking hope they do. I hope they freaking do. And we have clients that own some of that stuff, not by our recommendation, but I, I hope they get wiped out. Because it's, it's so sleazy how they market. And I look at their marketing. I, 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 can't even, I can't even get through it. They're so slimy. I can't believe the public doesn't react the way I do. Like the guy pulls up like the first scene of the video about us. It's like a Porsche like pulls into like a parking space. <laughs> I thought he was gonna like start ripping like Wall Street. Oh, like your average Wall Street broker drives a Porsche. Right. It's it was so him. <laughs> he got out of it. I couldn't freaking believe it. Yeah, it's very contradictory in that way. The persona that these people have, yet what they what they talk down on is like the 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 finance the, the people on Wall Street, and it's just the idea that these the products that are being sold can't fit in some way is not necessarily what we're saying right like Correct. the but it's the way that they're positioned it's the idea that they're all-encompassing solutions it's the idea that they're in place of an actual financial plan and that they're incredibly opaque right like we talk about transparency all the time being able to articulate to our clients what they're getting what it actually costs like none of that exists. Right. Who's paying? I mean, they all say it costs you nothing, Joe no client. Yeah. No cost to you. It's like you going in to buy a, a car from a car dealership and, and the guy says, yeah, here's the price. It's no, no extra cost to you. Well, everybody, obviously, you know, this guy's getting paid a right. commission right. But from, some, from somebody else or through, through the transaction. I mean, it's exactly the same way these things work. But yet these guys stand there and say, no cost to you. There's no, there's no commission. There's no cost. I would love to know if, if someone asked them what they make on it, how they would answer the question. Like if, number one, would they answer it by saying what you just said? Oh, there's no cost to you. Would they say, oh, we earn a commission. Would they disclose they own a, earn a commission and disclose how much it is? And would that be the truth? Or would they just, you know, lie about it? Yeah, good question. I just... I, they like you said earlier they all have the same like common theme of protecting you against a market crash which don't even get me started on that cuz why is that such a bad thing you're right but but if there is that crash and 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 public 
equities are down 30%, well, all this crap's going to be down 80. You know, I mean, it, there's no you know, doubt. There's no doubt. That that's my beef. It's it's they're all preying on market crash, but they're not disclosing the risk associated with theirs. Why can't people understand that if you want a greater return than 10% or 8% because that's what the stock market which has like that return is there because the risk is embedded in it. The volatility of the stocks is embedded in the in the rate of return. If you want more than that, then it's just fact you are accepting more risk than those stocks. Because if that, if that wasn't true, everyone would buy your shit. All the smart people in the world would do their due diligence on your product, and they would say, this is the only way to invest. Because you're going to do better than the stock market with lower risk. And then it would fall apart because everyone would invest in it. It wouldn't... Yeah, and why wouldn't Dean take all of his own money and invest it in these things instead of, you know, selling one one at a time to a room full of uh, seniors? <laughs> yeah, I think he thinks he's always saving them. seniors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and why is it always seniors? Because they're the only ones gullible enough, man. I hope they all lose their shirts, man. I hope they all they all lose their money. But it's, it's a horrible thing to say. But I'm just so tired of seeing these people. It, but it's. Because of public perception be, of, of financial planners, financial advisors is so, like, all lumped together. You know what I mean? Like, people don't understand the difference between us and Dean, even though we couldn't be more different. Yeah. When shit hits the fan for Dean, it looks bad on all of us. And he, I don't even know, is he regulated? Are half of these guys regulated? People? No, I mean, they're like insurance. They have like... Crash Bruce not. Right. He's like just an insurance license. So... Mm-hmm. You know, there's no damage from the SEC or anyone else. It's not even like a low bar. There's no bar. There's no bar. The takeaway. I mean, if you're going to get higher than market rate returns, you're going to take more risk than the market. If you get lower than market rate returns, you're taking less risk. There, like, there is no illusion of safety. Like, it, do, it doesn't exist. And I'm, that, that's what I hope people can take away, that if it sounds too good, it definitely is. I mean, they haven't come up with something new that no one else knows about. And the only other thing about that is that they also hide behind the fact that they don't have to report the changes in the values like stocks do, right. or funds do. So you can look at a statement every six months or a year and think that you're nothing's changed. That, that nothing, nothing's changed, but when you go to get out of it, you get a big surprise. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you get seventy cents on the dollar, and you're like, "What? Uh, what?" So moving on to an article, Doug Bonaparte who writes the Bonafide Wealth blog. Um, it's called Dealing with Data. Do you say data or data? Um, I think I'm data. Big data. <laughs> Not big data, right? That depends on the company I'm with. Is it database or database? Database. Yeah, then it's data. So when you're trying to sound more pretentious, you say data. Data. Right? <laughs> Let me check the data sheets. <laughs> I think I say both. Okay. Like I said, depends on the company you're with. Where do you draw the line with protecting your personal data today? And what, if anything, are you going to do about it? Doug talks about Google's recent purchase of Fitbit and expands on the idea of big data, its ever-presence, and the lack of control or decision-making we as consumers have on who gets our data and what they do with it. Yeah, I mean, I'm all for it. I'm with the guy who wrote this. Mm-hmm. He called himself a defeatist. But, yeah. I mean, there's... 
it's all over. And I love what the technology does. I mean, Siri asked, not Siri, Alexa asked me if she can like match my voice to some account. I was like, sure. She's like, okay, Jeff, we've added your voice to like blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right. I don't know what the hell just happened, but cool. <laughs> I mean, you're, all your data's out there. And these people that won't get a friggin' easy pass because they're yeah. like, are you kidding me? Do you know how much better easy passes than <laughs> handing dollar bills to a human being? Yeah, how much better all this shit makes I mean, everything. If unless you got shit to hide, what do you care? And even if you do have shit to hide, like it has to be serious shit for you to actually matter. Like that's my perspective on it. Like there are seven billion people in this world. Why do you think that anything you're doing is that consequential? Right. Like the that, dude like, who's like, oh, I can't do that because I wear dresses at night. Like there's probably a whole community of wackos like you that wear dresses there at are. night. are. And go wear your dresses. <laughs> like no one cares. Right. So the picture that you uploaded to a cloud somewhere that may or may not be compromised, like I get the privacy and like that invasion of that. But I just... I don't think anyone's that important or there's a very, very small amount of people who are that important where their data being compromised in some way actually matters. Yeah. Assuming that that's, that's the outcome. I mean, I th obviously identity theft sucks because it, you, the, to repair all that's a real pain in the ass and it's right. And it, it disrupts everything. And then of course, if you actually have assets stolen that you can't get back, it's a problem. So, I mean, I, I can, I get the, the concerns over people misappropriating your information for the purpose of stealing from you. Right. Um, but just having your information out there, like Jeff, like you Google your phone number and it's all, you got all this, you're shocked at what you see on the screen. Unbelievable. And it's, it's kind of like, okay, well, it's out there, right? I mean, so Yeah, I mean, the information, to see it all in one place, it was crazy. So for the listening public, I Googled my cell phone number and clicked on a website and it had my name all my addresses, all my family members, all their family members, like it was all there. But it wasn't like that, like that, that, that didn't seem very far fetched to me because those names are all linked to me and they're all linked to each other. So of course that you can curate that stuff in one place, but it was a little eye opening, but not enough that I'm like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to read the next privacy notice that I get sent. No, I'm going to click accept. Right. I mean, what's what's the alternative? You go off the grid, then you have none of the the enjoyment of of all the advances we have now. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's why LifeLock, like those types of services, exist to try to at least you know provide some sort of insurance um, in the event something does happen, something is compromised. Um, Do you guys feel like facial recognition is a different aspect of this? No. Like, would it bother you if everything became just facial recognition wherever you went and there was no more, I mean, okay, maybe no more passwords, that's a good thing. But just in daily life, if all of a sudden you're being identified just by cameras that are, like, zapping your face? Yeah, I mean, I think it would help the criminals. I mean, they would speed up their cloning, like, research. They would get that ramped up so that they can start. What? <laughs> wait, wait, what? No, like, if you, instead of, like... Like, think about it. Like, you want to, everything's facial recognition. I want to get into your bank account. I'd have to cut your face off to get it. Instead, I ramp up cloning. I clone you with some some of your DNA, and then I get in your bank account. 
So we'd get that? Facial recognition is not DNA. <laughs> no, but I would need his DNA to clone him <laughs> so that I can use his face <laughs> without having to cut it off. Maybe this is why we don't care because we don't know how any of this shit actually works. <laughs> don't you think, though, that like since everything's being filmed, film, like I'm using the word filmed. I mean, that's like old, like it's on, a, it's, on a, it's on video. It's on everybody's phone. Every kid from elementary and middle school onward is, is in tons of video footage whether they're aware of it or not. Yeah. Don't you think like eventually facial recognition and all this stuff will compile like a giant movie of like every person that will be available for anyone to look at? Yeah. Like if yeah. you're like if you're stalking someone now you're doing what you're doing, which is Google phone number or a name and then there's a whole bunch of information, but in the future there'll probably be like a ton of like video footage of everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they say you're on camera, like, I forget what the yeah. percentage is of the day, but it's a lot more than you would realize. Like, as you're driving, mm-hmm. there's cameras on you. I think facial recognition is great. I mean, then you won't have to worry about passwords, and it's obviously going to be a little more secure, right? Then isn't know. everyone's face unique? Isn't everyone's thumbprint unique? Can't get much more secure than that. And then you know, lop off somebody's <laughs> thumb. But how many people are going to go to those? Again, and, and maybe this is just naive I don't care like (laughs) I I don't I know that (laughs) there's somebody doing worse things than me like I'm doing bad things but like anything that would be like detectable or would be out of the ordinary or would alert someone to something like there's someone who's worse or someone who has more money or someone who's like more of everything so for me personally just like okay Right, doesn't mean you're going to blindly give your information to like strangers. I, I try to be diligent, right, but right. like I also don't think twice when something. If I'm buying something or I'm enrolling in something online, I put my all my bank account information saved on my computer. It autofills. So if someone stole my computer, right, they have all of it. I mean, my social security number, the last four autofills on things. Like, I don't take the level of. I maybe don't care enough. I just feel like it's too big for me to like. I've become too accustomed to the conveniences that it's provided. And for me to change that would be hard to do everything I do. Yeah, I think just some people have issue and take issue with the fact that these big companies are gathering their information for their whatever purposes they're doing with it. Yeah, like for me, it's like I get solicitations via phone, via email, via pop-ups. That's what annoys me. And I know that that's what, the, that's what it's being used for. Like, right. It's all being used to try to sell me shit. Yep. Um, and it's annoying. I try to do away with all those and block everything and unsubscribe and all that. Um, I'm not worried it's going beyond that, really, for me. You know, right? Like, are they uh, compiling a pro- – like, Facebook has my profile, even though I don't have a Facebook account. Oh, whatever. So I don't care. what? Who yeah. cares? So we're for – Big data. Yeah, I think so. I think we're, pro, we're, we're pro big data. data. Um, this next article was on Ramp Capital's blog. So Ramp Capital's like... <laughs> like you really like them. Well, no, he's like an anonymous Twitter profile. So okay. it's just... I don't really know how to introduce it other than that. Um, so he writes an article called Social Norms from the Past to the Future. And he discusses societal norms, mostly relating to health that have changed dramatically over the last 30 to 40 years, specifically the evolution of our diet and the fat-free fad 
that ultimately led to diets full of sugar and lacking in nutrients. Um, so that's where he's coming from. And then he kind of poses the question, what current norms are in place today that we'll look back on in 50 years and be like, what were we doing? Did you guys have any? Did anything come to mind for you? I don't know. I mean, I didn't get through the whole article. Did he mention like diet soda? Well, his yeah, and his main point was like in the 70s and 80s, the big push was, oh, we have to um, cut out fat Fats. from our diet. Yeah. So all the fat-free stuff was invented. And it turns out that all that stuff is actually worse for you. Right. Now, I, I assume that that's accurate. I mean, he's saying it like it's a fact, and I, I guess it is. Like, he's saying it's better to eat fat, like meats and um, what was his example? Like, don't eat any more sandwiches because it's all processed yeah. carbs and processed chemicals. Eat meat, vegetables, That's why and do diabetes. But, yeah, yeah, meats and vegetables, and you'll be way more healthy. Yeah, it's probably true. Probably, probably true, right? Yeah, and I think, I mean, the, the process piece of it, like the idea that fat-free soda or diet this diet that it just has so many things that are not natural i ate chicken soup two days ago out of a jar that was sitting in my pantry that sounds disgusting right so i poured it into a a saucepan Mm -hmm. heated it up i said to melissa how am i eating chicken that was just sitting in our shelf a lot of preservatives (laughs) preservatives in that broth hence I won't be eating it anymore. It wasn't that good to begin with. Okay. <laughs> so so we have this huge obesity problem. Clearly, that's not like a secret. Right. Huge obesity. I mean, yeah. <laughs> mostly because of this issue and that I think everybody's like addicted to fast food too. Is yes. That, would you say there's it's like accelerating? Is fast food on the on the rise, or is it going to be like in fifty years? Are we going to be like I can't believe we used to eat McDonald's as a society? Or I think because it's so bad for you. It obviously it's well known. It's terrible for you. It's so appealing, <laughs> it and it good. smells so good, and it's so cheap that I don't think it'll ever go away. Yeah, I think. I mean, from. I think a lot of the reason it continues to exist is because people can't afford. Yeah, it's the most affordable way to right. feed like a the, family. Exactly. They, so as long as there continues to be like this huge income gap and like, you know, like disparity between people who make enough money to afford like decent food and people who don't, then I don't know if McDonald's ever becomes the holy shit what we were thinking. It's, it's one of the... I think the biggest issues between the the or with the healthy food market making it to the to the mainstream fat like you, there's all these companies where you can order prepared meals or healthy meals and have them delivered and it's just expensive. it's so expensive that yeah. no no one can do it or wants to do it and even going to the grocery store like it's a pain in the ass you look at but you see the word organic now i'm not saying that organic necessarily means healthier but organic is always more expensive it is always the more expensive option it's a lot more work to eat healthy it's way more work to eat healthy and that's hard for a lot of people the convenience factor gets in the way i think yeah yes agreed i have one more norm that's not related to health that i think just thinking about what about like like a few decades from now, are we going to be like, I can't believe everybody used to punch a clock from nine to five, Monday to Friday, like that work week, that regimented schedule. 
and where people got paid for the like by the hour or for their time that they were sitting in a in a an office or yeah. wherever that could be something that that disappears i think that's a good one that's going to be a long time i think, think before that gets disrupted yeah like i don't know if, if i think when i'm dying there will still be people working 40 hours a week 9 to 5 walking into an office and sitting there I wonder if, because that's how the government, like all government jobs are that Clock way. Clock punching. Yeah. So I wonder if like, I don't know if that would ever change. Like I could see like, m- like maybe corporate America or bureaucratic places maybe becoming like transitioning before the U.S. government. But I, mean, I think does. I just read an article that talked about somewhere, and it might be another country, I think it is, where they're experimenting with like a three-day week, and it might even be less than that, but they go from like... Eight to one thirty, and no phones are allowed. No, they, they, there's strict rules about you're here and you're productive, and then you're you know you have you're out. the majority of your life now is not at work, and they've know, they're reporting you know way higher results and productivity and yada yada. So, what about the? Um, and I know most like fitness stuff is very faddish and trendy. But I, I think they're going to look back at like this whole CrossFit phenomenon and be like, what the hell were people thinking? Going from I never exercise to all of a sudden I'm going to be doing Russian deadlifts three times my body weight, like throwing weight around. I mean, they're blowing out ACLs. They're, they're like killing their joints. Like, I think people are gonna be like, what the hell were people thinking? Now, it gets them in shape if they don't, tear something in the process wouldn't wouldn't couldn't you say the same thing might be true of like running (laughs) people say in the future why did people run and kill their knees and ankles and back and everything for you know over and over and over again instead you just get on a machine and do something that's not impact yeah i mean i think people know that it's just so easy to throw on your sneaks and and some people enjoy it i think if you don't if you're not training for marathons your whole life Running's probably okay. Like anything else, like do it in moderation and you're fine. You don't have to run 26 miles a day, but I think if you run like, you know, three or four every now and then, you're fine. I don't know if this is considered a norm, but like the stigma that's attached to like mental health and therapy, I think in 50 years we're going to be like, why didn't people do this sooner? Right. Like, why did it take us so long to accept the fact that, like, therapists, psychiatrists, psychologists are valuable, valuable individuals that, like, even people who don't have, like, trauma, quote unquote, should be leveraging and using? Probably right. But I think that profession is going to need a serious upgrade in, like, the caliber of people that do it. Because I know some people that are in that field that, should absolutely not be giving anyone advice on mental health. Really? Really? Oh, yeah. Remain nameless, but like... <laughs> no, who are they? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I agree with you, but I think there's a long way to go for the actual, like, legitimacy of the of the profession itself, right? Because I think a lot of people still think it's just, you know, it's bullshit. Well, and I get... And maybe, like, my... the The idea of it being bullshit is not a knock on the people who are the professionals it's us as a society accepting that like it's beneficial like we can agree yeah. that that it that it's helpful that people can benefit from 
like talk therapy without having to be like shunned because of it or right. feel embarrassed because they I think we're there don't. aren't we no I don't yeah I don't think so it's I think there's a stigma mm-hmm. you know I just think the majority of people are there I think the, the majority of people understand that there's huge benefits to therapy mental and, and mental health and I would just disagree with you okay anything else any other things we can look? I think it's a super fun exercise to look back you know, over the last decade, 50 years, and, and just think about the shit that we would do as humans and, like, smoking. Like, yeah. The fact that they didn't know smoking was bad. Smoking while pregnant? is crazy to me. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm interested to, to see what happens in the next 10 years or so. We'll put this in, like, a time capsule. Yeah, let's do that. Come back to it. <laughs> okay, and then the last thing we want to talk about match the parent company of tinder among other dating sites um, the stock price plummeted 15 percent, as reported by robin hood snacks um and this was despite tinder seeing an increase in downloads last quarter to hit 5.6 million total users still a lot of people and, and that's just on tinder that's just on tinder yeah which we agreed is the bang site right <laughs> Well, you guys, uh, no, you think that. It's not a dating site, is it? I think it really depends on what the person is trying to get out of it. That's what what we're saying. Like, if you want to hook up, yes. You go to Tinder. If If you're looking for a long-term relationship, you go to Match, right? No, 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 no. So you go, like, Match is, this is like a really unfair generalization, but like, Match is like you're divorced and probably on the older side. Okay, so you're a single 30 or 20 something and you're looking for a long-term relationship online that you would like to meet the person physically, like see them, not just have a relationship online with them. What (laughs) what, what site do you use for that? Um, There's a couple different ones. Have you heard of Hinge? Bumble. Bumble. So Bumble and Tinder, you don't really have like profiles per se it's all pictures which is where the swiping feature comes into play hinge you have like a profile it's corny as jane likes (laughs) but you have a profile it gives you like a little more information about a human um which you obviously could assume people are just making up um there's other ones it's i think there's it's called okay cupid plenty of fish like there's other options that don't have the same like hookup um, stigma to expectation, expectation right. that maybe Bumble and Tinder do. I but don't like, know. This is like a just another example. I mean, this is a perfect um, market for an app or a technology, which is I'm looking for these attributes and put me in touch with those that have them. It's like buying a car. Here's a kind of car I'm looking for put me in touch with those who are selling it it's it's like obvious so the article talking about oh the stock price is down temporarily it's like whatever it's just noise it's a perfect it's probably a great long-term like company yeah, they're not own. going anywhere right tinder or match well match owns and i i looked it up match owns like a multiple dating why are there so many because it's what meg just said like Like the old people go to match or the divorced people go to match the young people go to tinder the 
like okay. plenty of fish sounds like an old person one, yeah. right? Because of the experience. just because of the phrase, <laughs> like plenty of fish in the sea, Jimmy. You know, Jimmy. But like people also have multiple profiles. profiles. So like, you like might, on on different apps, app, not multiple apps. profiles on yeah. the same app. Yes, yeah. so you might have a Tinder profile. You might also have a Hinge profile. You might have a Match profile. That's pretty cool, though. I mean, I didn't have that shit when I was growing up. I mean, when they did, it was like you were weird to go online and try to like find someone. Like yeah. when it first started. Yeah. yeah, going back to like the last article, like fifty years from now, I can't even imagine how many relationships are going to be a result of online dating. Whereas now, if you look back, none, right. none of them are, unless it's a second relationship more more recently. Probably with like better outcomes because yeah. like yeah. right now, like up till now, it's been like, oh, uh, meet my friend. You know, Susie, mm-hmm. you'll love her. She's single. <laughs> she's cute, whatever. And then, you know, maybe, maybe that's all Susie. you got. And you don't have a lot of options and just end up marrying Susie and right. it doesn't work out. She sounds hot. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we, uh, we're optimistic about Match. I, I yeah. would be optimistic about dating sites. Absolutely. I think if you can maybe find a way to get it more truthful, meaning people aren't just like making shit up. But that's anything online. That's yeah, Instagram, that's I Twitter, guess. that's Facebook. I mean, I think everybody who's who actively uses it, you have like a little bit of suspicion about anybody, which right. would be silly not to have. I thought the part about the like internet like the OK Cupid in India, I guess, because there's still like arranged marriages there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. OK Cupid was I guess created a profile that was like a bit more conservative to appeal to the people there. And they related it to Uber who just went into foreign countries and like used Uber America in Europe and it Didn't was work. horrible. Yeah. No. And this was, you know, an example of them trying to kind of adapt to different countries, different um, cultures, cultures. Yeah. Very cool. Top five. Top five. What is this? Uh, scariest villains or just, just villains. It cannot be superhero villains. Correct. Right. Okay. Who wants to go? Want me to go? You think there's going to be a lot go of o- you think there's going to be a lot of overlap? There might be some. Okay. So I don't know these guys. I don't know their names. But the 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 bad guys, the villains in uh, the first season of True Detective. The, Was that Matthew that McConaughey? Yeah. These like were the guy like the the, the country the, bumpkins that were like like the kid killers. Yeah, they were nasty. Yeah, yeah, you're right. No. They were nasty. We went dark. Fast. Yeah, that one was <laughs> that one was dark. Sorry, um, Kathy Bates, the chick from Misery. Mm-hmm. I thought about that, but didn't make it. Okay, um, Kevin Spacey from Seven. Yeah, he's on mine. Who was I guess his name is John Doe. King Joffrey. From Game of Thrones, I wanted to freaking kill that kid. I was so happy. Spoiler: when he died. Um, and then my number one was uh, Javier Bardem. Brodeen. Bro- no country from. Yeah, yeah. He's my oh, he's yeah. my number one. Yeah, that's a good one. I Super creepy. Yeah. I saw a picture of him when I was googling him. I'm like, that's not him. He's got a bowl cut. But no, that was just his creepy haircut for that movie. Yeah, yeah. He's like an attractive guy. Yeah, yeah. When he doesn't look like that. God, that, he's, he scares me. Like, he scared me in that movie. Legitimately scared. Okay, they were good. Okay, I'll go. I have, um, I got the 
De Niro character from um, Cape Fear. Yeah, Max Cady. That yeah. was that the name? Yeah, it's a good one. I got a funny, kind of a funny one, but all right, Shooter McGavin. Yeah, that's from, a good one. Okay. Yeah, he yep. was a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Shooter. Yeah, and then I got um, uh, American Psycho. Is that the name of the movie with Patrick uh, Bateman? No, it's not Patrick Bateman. It was that his character's name? Oh, Christian oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, that's a good one. And my top two were from what's the Tarantino movie? I'm blanking on the name, but um, narrows it down. The Hans Landa, Landau. The 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 movie with um, Brad Pitt in it, and oh, the, the True Romance. No, no, no. They were they were the Brad Pitt was leading the uh, guys going out to kill the Nazis. Oh, and Glorious Bastards. And Glorious Bastards. Yeah, yeah. Never saw it. Huh? Oh, okay. It's good. He's he's awesome. You would in that. enjoy. Okay, awesome in that. And then no kids. I, this is one you won't get. And Meg, you probably didn't even see this movie, but the original Hitcher, starring Rutger Hauer. Mm. They did a remake of it, which was horrible. But the original one, he was awesome in it. Yeah, I did see that one. That yeah, was scary. It's pretty scary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Criminal Minds is like one of my favorite. TV shows and there's um, an unsub an unknown subject on like multiple episodes called The Reaper that like just fucked everyone up he was like really good and he ended up killing one of the main characters wives so okay wow yeah Yeah. that's intense it was he was good I had Kevin Spacey from Seven too Um, Regina George from Mean Girls (laughs) (laughs) She's like it's a good one. Iconic and like absolutely the worst girl you wanted to know <laughs> in high school and she did it so well. Voldemort just cuz like Harry Potter's like your favorite? No, but Harry Potter's big. He's a villain. Never saw it. Never seen any Harry Potter no. Harry Potter's, have you? Yeah. And then I did um Frank Costello from the Departed, Jack Nicholson's character. Yeah, that was a good oh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's good. It's my favorite movie, so. Oh, damn. What about, um, who was the guy that was in the movie with uh, Lady Gaga? Bradley Cooper? Yeah, what about him in uh, Wedding Crashers? <laughs> yeah. <pretty> yeah. <laughs> he would be akin to Shooter Gavin. Yeah. Similar. similar. He was worse, dude. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Signing right. off. Thanks for listening, guys. Be sure to check out the episode description to get links to the articles we referred to today and make sure that you follow our Twitter at untucked pod for updates on the podcast and new episodes. See you next time.